0: What is up? Welcome back to Modern Day Marketer. I'm your host Brett McGrath. It is Monday, and you know what that means—bringing Jonathan back on the program to do another content breakdown from a piece of content that we found on the Juice. If you're not a member already, what are you doing? It's free. Go to the juicehq.com, sign up, start enjoying a frictionless content experience in B2B today. The article that we are talking about is called "How Advanced Analytics Changed My Career." The author is. Kamala Thompson at Caliber Mine. You're getting a double dose of Kamala this week. So we are talking about her article here, and then she will be on the program on Friday. So don't miss out on that episode. So double dose. I really enjoyed her perspective. I enjoyed thinking about reporting analytics and how it meshed with the Modern Day Marketer and the Modern Day Marketer message. Jonathan comes at you with some really good thoughts. If you like what we're doing over here, tell a friend, tell a marketing friend that you're enjoying the podcast. Without further ado, let's kick into the conversation. I think a good place to start in this conversation, Jonathan, is maybe talking a little bit about the weather that we're dealing with here in lovely Indianapolis, and I think all over most of the country, I'm snowed in at my parents' house. I'm, I've got, I actually was on a call earlier with some teammates, and I said. It is like a bed and breakfast slash like tech startup because I'm getting fed well. They're watching the baby. I've got LaCroix here. They don't even drink it, but it's here. And I've also got coffee just like nonstop. So I might like this snow in Indianapolis. Well, I'm kind of snowed in at my parents' house. I might just stay here for the foreseeable future. It's it's nice and cozy.
1: It was nice knowing you, Brett. We'll check in sometime in the spring. I'm sure everyone tunes into the podcast for central Indiana weather updates, but you're right. I think half the country right now is having the same weather. I'm typically not a winter or snow fan, but once a year, get a big snow like this. I'm here for it. I uh, don't quite have the same B&B atmosphere that you've got there, but make the most of it, hunkering down, trying to enjoy the uh, coziness of it all. So we're going to jump into another content.
0: Uh, Breakdown. And we're going to talk about Kamala Thompson. Her article, Advanced Analytics Changed My Career. She works at Caliber Mine. She is like a double dip of of her this week. So we're going to talk about her article here. And then on Friday, we're going to be publishing an episode with her on it. So she's a super smart marketer. There is a lot to learn from her. So if you're a fan of the podcast, Stay tuned, check out the article. It's going to be in the show notes, but more importantly, listen in on Friday. She's going to drop some really good nuggets in that conversation. Before we get into the article, Jonathan, I always want to make sure, kind of, I don't know about you, I'm sure you feel the same way times 10, but it feels like a lot is happening with the juice right now in terms of coordination around product stuff, uh, marketing, sales, customer success, a lot is shaken out. Is there anything just in the spirit of talking about what we're doing, kind of a behind the scenes look, anything you want to call out from this last week that you think might be interesting for the audience to know about?
1: Man, so much happens in a week's time. It's hard to even remember uh, kind of everything that has happened. We're we, we are on the February fiscal year. It's February 3rd as we record this. So it's been nice to kind of turn the page into the, the new chapter, if you will. So we're excited, pin the ground running uh, here in our fiscal year twenty three. And to me, it feels like there's a little bit of clarity. I mentioned on team call late last week, it feels like all of our priorities are converging into one or two like really big priorities for the business, which feels right. That uh, doesn't make it any easier or any slower paced, but uh, it does, feels like there's a, to use the proper CEO word, some alignment uh, in the business and some uh, energy uh, all towards the same goals, which is really exciting to see come together, especially as we start a new year. It, it, I feel that too, a year
0: into it, it feels like people are coming together around the same things. And it's exciting. And pulling different teammates into different projects is a ton of fun. So I'm sure there'll be more updates we provide here, but let's dig into the article. So the reason why I chose this article, Jonathan, is not only because Kamala is on the podcast this week, but when I read it and I found it in the juice, and when I read it, I I immediately thought about you. I thought about you right away because when you started your marketing career, you were kind of the data guy. You're in, hell, Hell, we even talked about pivot tables this week and we were reminiscing on that. So spreadsheet marketer, that's kind of what you you came up uh, as a marketer. And then, you know, now you're a CEO. So you started in the Excel sheets and now you're CEO of, of a business. Camilla in this article kind of set the stage by talking about just like her roles to start her career. Was there anything there that you could relate with that you connected with? Right out of the gates of what she wrote,
1: mystery solved. I I had the exact same thought uh, as I started to read this article, uh, and you sent me this article. You said, "Hey, this is what we're going to talk about in the next podcast episode." No context uh, or anything, and when I dove into it, I started to wonder if that was maybe the the link uh, that led us to this conversation. But I did see a lot of similarities about. I just think I think marketers that you, you call it a spreadsheet marketer. I, th- I think there's probably fewer of us in the marketing space. I think a lot of people are attracted to marketing because of the brand and creative side and they enter into marketing through that, that track. I'm the same way I well, attracted me to marketing with brand and creative and uh, then accidentally started my career as a data analyst. And uh, I think that's always been a unique, diff- unique differentiator for myself personally. I you know That's not maybe necessarily the case for everyone, but I, I found myself really enjoying it and digging deeper into it and going deeper into it. And uh, there's certainly some similarities. I actually, there's a member of our team uh, that I was talking to last week about just kind of some mentorship and like career, you know, coffee chat. And I, I, this sounds so rudimentary, but she was asking, you know, kind of what are some things that you think early in your career uh, maybe set set you up for success? And again, it sounds so, like such rudimentary advice, but if, if you can be above average at Excel or Sheets, whatever you want to call it, data analysis- As well as above average at building a story around that data. I use the example of like building slides, right? If you're above average at both those things, you're going to stand out from your peers because you're going to be able to use data to build the business case that you want. And then you're going to be able to use storytelling to share that data in a way that makes sense for everybody. I think those are small but secret superpowers for anybody, especially in the tech space. I love it. And so when, I read this article and it was kind of,
0: I kind of had a cheat code because I had talked with Kamala before and before we hopped in on the podcast. And again, check it out on Friday. It's going to drop. She mentioned to me about, I was like reviewing the topic that I wanted to talk with her about. And she said, Hey, like, I am not like going to go all in one direction. I'm going to kind of play this in the middle and I said, that's great. Like, I want you to play it like however you want. And I think maybe the essence of that was like some of the messaging we use as a business is around like being a little different, not not getting caught up in all this uh, attribution, intoxication, like experimentation. And so I think it's got, especially after speaking with her and reading this article, it's got me really thinking about like, what is, the, what is the balance between doing creative marketing and shooting your shot, trying to be different while also trying to track, uh, be analytical in that battle between kind of like the right versus left brain? And I know you probably have an opinion on this, so I'd, I'd like to kind of dig into that with you.
1: I think they can be one and the same. I, I think it goes back to, um, I, I think you can do either of them exclusively. I think you can tell a story just with data, say, hey, look at this spreadsheet, look at these numbers, look at how everything nets out, all the different levers or variables you can put in, see how that changes the outcome. I think you can just tell a really visionary story, a really um, inspirational story. Um, and I think either of those on their own can be effective. But I think if you're telling just a story with numbers, people are going to say how or why, or they're going to want a little bit more. If you're telling just a vision story or just an inspirational story, people are going to ask for the business case or what does success look like? How do we measure it? Right. And so I I think the real magic is bringing them together, uh, which is what exactly uh, what this article talks about, which I really enjoyed. Um, And I, I think that's Kind of similar to some of the conversations we've had around like marketing just for brand or content perspective, or just demand gen perspective. It doesn't have to necessarily be just one or the other. I think the magic is when you can bring them together and blend them together. And so I I like, uh, kind of her perspective there of just playing it down the middle. You know, it doesn't always have to be so polar one or the other. And I think, uh, there's certainly some magic when you can combine the two. Sounds like we got some, uh, Excited dogs—they—they're getting
0: a little cabin fever. That's all right. We we love dogs on the podcast. I'm—you might hear a baby here in a minute. Um, it's the soundtrack and side effects of working from home. But I, I I'm with you there, and I think the storytelling component is the big thing that stood out for me in this article. Where there is a big difference around. Hey, I'm a marketer. I have data. I'm going to share data. And hey, here's a story. And this is how we're going to infuse infuse data into this story in order to like drive a new or existing business outcome. And so that's kind of where it took me. And so I don't know. I think time needs to be spent maybe here or just in general in marketing, thinking about how do we manage up data that we're seeing on a day to day basis. Because if I were to say to you, let's say that here's the hypothetical here you get from board. We need a 1,000 new leads a month. You say to me, marketing, hey, marketing, you have to produce, your job is to produce a 1,000 new leads a month. Well, if you ask me to do that, I could go do that. Are the leads going to mean anything? Are they going to be valuable? Is it going to be something our sales team is, is worth our sales team going through? Maybe, probably not though. But I think the the opportunity is identifying an area of, that might be a little outside the box, that might be something that we can begin to attract or that then we tell the story and build the business case of why we should invest more of our energy and attention into certain things that we're doing. And I think that topic, it seems so cookie cutter all the time. It's like, we track these metrics and they're the same as everyone else. And we do this this way, where if we kind of take a step back and uh, we can be creative and we can be analytical and assess kind of our act actions and activities, but then tell the story, make the business case of why the people in the room should care and why it should matter. That to me is kind of like the primary theme of the article that stood out. I don't know if you have any reaction or response to that.
1: Yeah. So I'm going to come back to this article specifically, but you mentioned something that's so interesting just based on how my day has gone. Uh, so a, a bit of a swerve here, but you mentioned like the boardroom and leads and storytelling. I just started, we've got a board meeting two weeks from today, actually. Uh, and so I started board deck outline, just kind of my cadence I'm on. And I had a conversation with Sangram, uh, Vadre of Terminus, a couple weeks ago. And we're talking about the power of storytelling. And he's a board observer on our board. And so as I uh, worked on this board deck, you know, we've had three or four board presentations now. It's like, you know, the same chart. The same updates, the same KPIs, like over and over again. So, Sangram gave me a really good nudge around the storytelling concept. I said, Sangram, you know, I'm going to lead. We've got this really cool story. uh, For now, I'll just call it the Misha story. uh, And you'll probably uh, nod approvingly. But we've got this really cool story in the business of how we all essentially surrounded this person we just admired. And then they became. A member of the juice, a user of the juice, and then uh, they became a prospect and then they became a customer. Now they're a champion. And it's just like everything in the business coming together. And so that's what I'm le- leading the board meeting with. And I'm still going to have the KPIs. They're still going to ask, ask questions about the KPIs. There's going to be some of the same reporting, uh, some of the same structure. But I really wanted to lead with that story because I think it's that very like personal, very real story that complements the data of the presentation that'll cause. Everyone in the room to think a little bit differently than every other you know board meeting or KPI meeting they've been in. So I'm really excited to do that. Uh, see how that resonates. I think this
0: this story is in reflecting back on everything we've done at the Juice. To me, it's like the the home run scenario of everything falling into place and a lot of people being involved and in business outcomes happening because of it, and all the brand stuff happening because of it, and so. I'm curious by you leading with the story and sharing that with our board, what is the desired outcome from your perspective that you're looking to get from our board members as you tell them?
1: Yeah, I think instead of you know, saying, okay, how do we get more leads or how do we drive down our cost per acquisition or how do we you know, accomplish these things on the roadmap? I want them to ask, you know, how do we find more Mishas? How do we accelerate that process? Uh, where are those people? Where do we go find them? I just I, I like like you said, instead of just asking about data, which you know I can present the variable of a well, if this channel is uh, less expensive next quarter, we can drive the CPA down and might be able to acquire more members like that's fine. We're going to do that anyway, but like it, it's about more than just kind of the charade of pulling levers and and putting variables and Putting numbers in a, a spreadsheet. I think it's a balance of that and knowing that extremely well with understanding the why and the how behind it. And uh, we've got a really good example of all that coming together that I'm excited to share. All right, going to push you back on track about the
0: article. I, I interrupted you. So you're going to dig back into it. What direction are you you going?
1: Yeah, so that, that was my biggest takeaway from this. Maybe not my biggest takeaway. One of the, the things that I, I really noticed about this article is, you know, I got all the way to the bottom of it and I kept being like, okay, is this a product pitch, or is this a thought leadership piece, or is this a very personal story? And it all just kind of interwove together. And at the end, it wasn't really, I think any of those things, it was kind of all of them weave together. And it just, to me, it stood out, you know, we read so many B2B, especially blog posts that are just, you know, three ways to do this. And it's like pure product pitch or four ways to connect with your customer. And it's just like, all right, like you're trying to rank for something, right? And this is just a really cool like, personal anecdote with some product uh, impact in it, with some thought leadership in it. Uh, and I just thought uh, it was uh, delicately put together and really impactful as it all came together. So while I would, I'm the first to
0: admit, and I, I, am, I, I believe data is important, but I'm the first to admit I am not the data guy and will never be the data guy. However, Kamala is more data focused in her work and she, she runs this balance of experimentation data, which is very powerful. And she's a really good marketer. So while there are similarities between us, there's definitely some differences. So I knew this going into reading this article, but that didn't stop. Like when I was reading it and consuming it, I, it felt, I, I felt like I was, I was reading a story. And I related back to a decade ago and the things that I was working on and how I was presenting information to my superiors. And I thought that like, I don't want that to go unnoticed because you, you definitely um, touched on that is like, there was storytelling to what she was describing in her article that stood out to a brand guy like myself. The one thing I definitely want to spend some time on that I thought was important is this, the psychology piece where it's like, okay, we have access to data, which is powerful and we're marketers so we're thinking about things from a, a psychology perspective but when we think about psychology and marketing it's mostly external like how do we get people to do certain things how can we influence them to go to our website to take a demo request all of these things but i think like what she alluded to is like the power of psychology internally and how to take the data the story and present it to stakeholders to Push people into action. So I don't know. That was powerful. That was. It seems like it's almost like if you're able to take data, wrap a story around it, and present why you should be doing certain things, then when you're going to your your stakeholders or your board to ask for more investment to try things, it, it makes your business case that much stronger.
1: The first seven words of this article are: "I was sitting with the sales team." And like it starts there, right? Like she was, she built empathy with the sales team, found the data, and then told the story around the collaboration internally, the data itself. Like that's, you're going to get buy in that way. And I think you're exactly right. We've talked a lot about like internal marketing is just as important as external marketing. But uh, when you have internal marketing that is data driven, built with others, collaborative and empathetic with the people you're supporting. Man, that's bulletproof, and uh, I think that's a really good reminder for a lot of marketers out there. Is if you can check those boxes of data storytelling and collaborative, you're going to be able to drive a lot of change within your organization. Uh, that'll have probably a lot of impact outside of your organization
0: as well. So what 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 stood out to me, and you mentioned it just a second ago, of like trying to figure out what what is the intent of this article. I, I was like playing it back in my mind as you were talking, and the one thing that I think was very savvy and well done was um, the point she made about the article was about this experience of exploring data, presenting data, telling stories with data. And she got into this piece regarding like going to all these different data sources and why it was a pain in the ass to put dashboards together and report that. And knowing what caliber mind does, right. They make that process easy with their product. So to me, that's just excellent marketing where you're not hitting people over the head. But you're, as I'm consuming the piece of article, I'm putting myself in her shoes. And then if, if the article is relatable and you're experiencing any of those problems, then you look, oh, caliber mine. I wonder what they do. Oh, as a matter of fact, they work on stuff like this and can make my life easier. So that was one thing I wanted to call out. It's like, it wasn't necessarily a product pitch, but if you're digging into it a little bit, you can be like, all right, this is works for a company that can probably help me out with
1: this. I did exactly that. I was like, oh, shit, this is this sounds really interesting. This is cool. And sure enough, like right click, open a new tab, right click, open a new tab on other things on their website and did some exploring around uh, midway through the store. I was like, damn, this sounds cool, right? But yeah, I, I empathized with her as a reader. Uh, I thought it was intriguing. I mean, that's that's the goal of content marketing, Right education entertainment and ultimately um driving your reader to take the action that you want them to and uh mission accomplished uh, at least for me in this piece so i'm gonna i'm we're gonna close it out with this and this is a like um
0: talking through a internal juice use case of data that is an active conversation we're gonna like give people a peek behind the curtain a little bit and you can tell me to shut up if you, if you want me to but i'm going to say it anyway. So, one of the things we're talking about is just after a year of conversations is how can we provide our customers data through our platform that is significant that is going to allow them to think differently about people interacting their brand and with their brand and then help them drive action towards those activities. And so one of the things we've been talking a lot about is just like intent signals and how there is a lot of different things happening on our platform and how we want to make sure that our brands who are on our platform know every interaction and type of interactions that are happening. And so I just got out of a meeting with sales and customer success. And we're talking about this intent signals and this data. And Kat was showing me the spreadsheet of stuff and I haven't really seen anything. And I was looking at the spreadsheet of stuff and I was like, just a bunch of things that had happened. And I said, my feedback to her was, I I get this, but like, what would be more impactful to me as the marketer would be, hey, can you slice and dice this in a way where it's like, these are the the brands that have interacted with our brand over multiple periods of times over the course of a week, over the course of two weeks. And so then if I'm able to see this data and it's not just someone going and visiting our page, but it's someone visiting the page, reading all of these posts and connecting all of these data points together, then as a modern day marketer, I can say, okay, well, it's not a good idea to just go call these people and hammer them on the phone. But what might be a better idea is to connect with our CS and sales team and say, hey, This profile of individual in marketing is consuming our content and they keep coming back and here are the types of topics that they're interested in so that if we do have some sort of campaign and we are trying to reach some people's attention, when we do that, it's in a personalized way and it's not in a way that's like, all right, we're going to blast the same message out to 100 people and just like cross our fingers and hope one or two people respond because if one or two people respond, then it'll make, justify this whole ROI business use case. And we've all been through that as marketers. So that is like worlds coming together where it's like reading this article, trying to figure out data points, telling the story around them. And then also some things that are actively happening with what we're working on and stuff that I'm thinking about. And I guess the punchline to all of this is just like, my thoughts wouldn't be inspired without thinking about data. And then second, what are those stories that we can begin to tell to our market with this data in order for, to get them interested in what we're doing as a business?
1: That's such a good example of, you saw the spreadsheet, which is what we, t- we talked about at the start of this. That's just the data, right? Like, and you're like, all right, this is good, but but what's the story behind it? What, what's it telling me? What, what's the why? What's the how? that's when it became really valuable to you, right? Mm -hmm. was pairing that with the the data of this brand has continued to trend with us, or this brand continues to be interested. And then there's all sorts of cool things you can do with that. And obviously, you know, I think there's some other marketing lessons in there as well about not just hammering them with phone calls or not uh, turning, putting them into a cadence immediately, but thinking about partnership, thinking about value you can deliver. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think that the root of that there is okay, we need to marry this story. And that's what we're figuring out how to do with our product is marrying our data, which is really rich, really robust, uh, very powerful, but becomes even more powerful if we can also build the story behind the data. And uh, that's, that's the big takeaway, I think, from this conversation, from this article is either data or, or storytelling can be impactful on its own, but uh, when it's combined, it can be really incredible together.
0: Advanced analytics changed my career. It'll be in the show notes. And we are working really hard at trying to service people who are in need of more analytics and getting good feedback from people like Kamala along the way. More to come on this. Thank you for tuning in. Jonathan, stay in. Actually, you're going to shovel. Don't slip and uh, come back with an injury. We we'll see have what I can happen. do
1: at the pace, it's still snowing. I think I'm going to have a couple uh, opportunities to shovel here in the next 24 hours. So thank you for the uh, the warning. All right. Talk to you soon. Thanks, Brett. Had a ton of fun
0: breaking down that article. We will be doing more of that on Modern Day Marketer. Everyone have a really good start to your week. We will be back on Friday with that episode with Kamala from Caliber Mind. Tons of information. Tons to learn in this one. Have a good start. Talk to you soon.